Good morning again. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to open them to the book of Acts, chapter 13. If you don't have your Bible with you, feel free to open up your device and use the one on your phone, or there should be some underneath the benches. If you're using the Bible, the black Bible's underneath the benches, you're going to be on page 921. 921. I've been at Grace Bible Church for nine years now. It's been a great nine years. And every now and again you think, man, you've been somewhere nine years. Surely you've shared all all your good stories. But I I, I was thinking about this passage this week. I'm like, man, I'm I'm not sure if I ever shared this story. So I thought I'd share the story uh, of how I ended up a pastor. Uh, So I was raised in a Christian household, wonderful parents who uh, taught us the Word of God, had us in church, they had us in a good church that preached the Bible, uh, and I grew up always believing in Jesus. I, I don't remember a time when I didn't believe, and I think for those of us who have children, whether they're you know, the age of Bella or, or my daughter over there, Abby, we, I think that's always our hope, that they grow up in a home where day in and day out... They hear the word day in and day out. Uh, they hear about Jesus. And they can say one day when they're an adult, I just don't remember not believing. Sure, there's, there's that moment whenever they, they're converted and they, they personally entrust and acknowledge, yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But there's just always that level of belief in them. So that, that, was, that was my type of childhood I had. But I will say, whenever I went into high school Sunday, kind of became just a, a normal day. It's like, all right, well, Sunday, it's church day. And I would go to church, and I would worship. And, and like everybody, I mean, sometimes I would fall asleep as a little kid sometimes. Uh, in fact, there's a saying, uh, someone in my family always says, he said, I just can't help but fall asleep in church. It's almost like my eyelids are connected to my bottom. And when one sits down, the other one just automatically closes. Um, don't do that anymore that much. I, I mentioned that in the first service, and I think a, um, a teenager like took that as permission, and I could just see them like, settling in, getting comfortable, and they, they were out. Uh, <laughs> be careful. You might be an illustration next service, right? Um, but, but yeah, I, I love church, but by the time I got to high school, it was just one of those days, and it's like, well, I went to church, and I'd check it off my list. But when I was in high school, I had some friends who invited me to another church in town. They had a Wednesday night service at their church. And they said, Stephen, you really ought to come out uh, to our church on Wednesday nights. It's a lot of fun. We have basketball. And like, they, they had me at basketball. And they said, all right, you, you've, got a, you've got a sport court. You've got some basketballs out there. You've got some rims. I, we were out there. Probably an hour before the service began, we were out there playing basketball. So you can imagine uh, our condition when we went into the church service. I mean, we were just dripping head to toe with sweat. And we went into this overcrowded fellowship hall filled with like 6th through 12th graders, and their youth pastor got up to preach. And it was like I was hearing some things for the first time. It wasn't the first time I heard them. They were told to me my whole life. But that day and that moment, it was like the first time I heard it. The youth pastor got up and talked about how the Christian life is not just something that's lived out at church, but how the Christian life is lived out in the entirety of life. And there's no way you can half commit to Jesus. You're either fully committed to Jesus, and he has all of your life, or you're not committed to Jesus at all. But there's no living in the middle. 
And when I heard that, man, it, 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 it sparked a passion in my life. It sparked a desire in my life. Later on that summer, we went to a youth camp with the same church in Brownwood, Texas, at a Baptist encampment they have out there. And it was good. We, we had the big worship services together, but we'd also have these breakout services where your church got together with just your church. And I remember sitting in a service there, and uh, we were singing, we were praying, our youth pastor was teaching some. But then some of my classmates went to a small school, so we, we all knew each other fairly well, or I thought we did. Uh, they started sharing some of their testimony, what their lives were like. And, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I just thought everybody was like me, and I just thought everybody's family was like my family, I guess. Uh, man, I have two parents that love me, and I'm well cared for, and I'm provided for. But the stories I was hearing from people that I went to school with were stories of physical and emotional abuse, of broken families, of, of, of being woken up with arguing, of, of, of just some of them actually just even going hungry. Um, and that was hard for me to hear. And it just kind of rocked my world. And uh, songs started being sung again. I was just kind of in the back, taking it all in, trying to process it all. And my youth pastor walks back there to me during one of the songs and says, so Stephen, tell me what you're thinking. Like, what's, what's going through your mind right now? And I, I shared with him what I shared with y'all about how that was just rocking me. And, and he just dropped one of those like scripture bombs on me and it just exploded in my mind. He just read a verse. He read Luke chapter 12, verse 48. He said, well, Stephen, to those who have been given much, much will be required. Those who've been entrusted with much, much will be demanded. And he just walked off. <laughs> and I would say it's at that moment that my desires and my heart took a different direction. And I said, I want to minister God's word. God has given me much, and I want to give much back. And whenever somebody asks me about my calling into the ministry and my calling into the ministry of the word, that, that's my story. And as we turn to Acts chapter 13, what we read is another story of calling. So let's read the first three verses of Acts chapter 13. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Amenian, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that as a result of reading your word, that your Holy Spirit will work in our lives and remind each one of us of the calling you have placed on our life. Help us to, fall, help us to stay away from the pitfalls of, of misunderstanding that word. Help us to stay away from the pitfalls of, of misapplying that word calling and to come to fully grasp what it means and how it can be applied in our lives. Father, we pray at this moment... Uh, uh, being reminded of this baby dedication, we just, we just pray for the parents here. We pray, Lord, that, that they 